What is up, everybody? I am your host, Cam Garrity, for the Toe Drag Podcast, presented by Pat's Digest. If you are new here, feel free to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Pat's Digest. Um, today, we're going to be doing something a little bit special. This is kind of like an extra episode in between you know, our regularly scheduled once a week. We're going to be doing a mock draft, a seven-round mock draft through um, the Pro Football Focus draft simulator um patriots have the 21st pick and basically i'm just going to go through each pick here i'm going to take the board as it lies i'm going to pretend that i'm putting my gm hat on this is what i think they should do kind of mixed with what i want them you know what i want them to do what i think they should do what i think they will do um so it's just kind of a mix of there i'm just gonna you know put my gm hat on and get started so uh, unfortunately, we're not doing this visually, so you cannot see anything out there, but it is a, it's a little uh, podcast to uh, listen, you know, because that's what the podcasts are for. All right, so we're going to get right into it. I'm just going to go ahead and start it. We're going to sim through the first round up until pick 21. Um, and just to give you a quick overview of kind of who was taken, when, and where, uh, Aiden Hutchinson went first to the Jaguars, Kyle Hamilton to the Lions, Sauce Gardner to the Texans. Derek Stingley Jr. to the Jets, Thibodeau to the Giants, Evan Neal to the Panthers, uh, Ikima Kwanu to the Giants, Charles Cross to the Falcons, Trayvon Walker to the Seahawks, Trent McDuffie goes to the Jets at 10, Drake London at 11 to the Commanders, Garrett Wilson to the Vikings at 12, Devin Lloyd to the Texans, um, George Karloftis is going to the Ravens at 14, Chris Olave to the Eagles at 15, Jordan Davis at 16, going to the Saints, Nicobe Dean to the Chargers at 17, Jermaine Johnson, the edge rusher, going to the Eagles at 18, and Jamison Williams, wide receiver, going to the Saints at 19. So after that trade-up, the Saints actually did not end up taking a quarterback uh, so, and then Malik Willis, I'm sorry about that, went 20th overall to the Steelers. So Malik Willis to the Steelers in this mock draft, first quarterback taken at 20. Um, just to give us a little bit of context here, Bernard Raymond, Devontae Wyatt, Tyler Linderbaum, Trevor Penning, Andrew Booth, Elam, um, Zion Johnson, a lot of players here that I really like. So this is, this is where I kind of, I'm interested with this, right? The Patriots, after going after Preston Williams, no longer need to go and fill a need. No longer need to go fill a need. No longer need to go out there and draft uh, or reach for a wide receiver. So in this situation, we are going to end up going with, and I'm not going to take too much time on these draft picks. I wanted to make this a quicker episode. So no longer need to reach for a wide receiver. There's not a lot of wide receivers here on this board. I don't feel comfortable taking a guard. Devontae Wyatt's great, but that's more of a luxury pick. I am going to go, this is the, the difficult issue here, right? Could we move back or trade back into the first to grab one of these guys? We could. I'm just going to go Trevor Penning here, the tackle at 21. He's a mean, physical left tackle, always finishes his blocks. Um, you know, at, at the end of the day, yeah, I could have went Booth or Elam there to get that true outside corner. But at the end of the day, I'm I'm confident in Bill's ability to, to find that in this draft or through undrafted free agent wire. Um, Penning is just somebody, especially with win on a contract year and, and 
Trent Brown, um, you know, often injured, you know, we're all acting like they're going to be healthy. Even when has some, you know, health issues. So when it gets to the end of it, you know, you don't want to come in and have this new England Patriots team with, you know, like you don't want to have the new England Patriots team after this season with no tackles, right? If you don't go tackle or get a tackle early on, that's my fear, right? If Wynn has a really good year, um, I think he walks depending on if they don't make this pick here. But like, think of it this way. Let's say Wynn just walks regardless, right? Patriots don't have a tackle. They have to replace him. Let's say Trent Brown was injured last year. Now you're talking about two tackles, when you're trying to rebuild the team and retool it, I think you need to go the safe pick and go with um, either Penning or Raymond. I think Raymond's more of a right tackle, um, but Penning could be that solid guy for five, 10 years to just really be a big, physical, talented left tackle to keep Mac Jones upright. I have faith that they can replace the guards on when you can play as a swing tackle. Like if something happens with Trent Brown, you could put a when you back in right guard, you know, you can go with Ferentz or, uh, you know, one of those guys in the interior, which will probably end up taking an interior guy later in the draft. So I just feel comfortable with Trevor Penning here. I want the corners, but I think it's pretty some pretty good corners in here that I like um, that the Patriots can draft here. And I think they have some starters and some capable players in that secondary that they could probably wait on cornerback, to be honest. I think you need that true outside, but I, I just feel safer with this pick. We're going the safe pick. It's what I think they should do. Now, we're at pick number 54. A couple players here on the board that I'm really interested in is Cameron Thomas from San Diego State, Troy Anderson uh, from Montana State, who I think is an incredible athlete. Um, Enigbar, Kingsley Enigbar from South Carolina, the edge rusher. He is he can do it all, honestly. I, I really like the fit there. The thing with Troy Anderson, though, is he is a hell of an athlete good coverage, you know, sideline to sideline linebacker can also has the ability and potential to play three or even four downs with the Patriots. But the thing here is he's a small school, a little bit unpolished, you know, a great, great, great athlete. The thing is, is the Patriots, they also do need somebody to play that Kyle Van Noy role. Um, you know, over 80% of snaps, you know, he played over 80% of snaps. It's a really important role. That strong side edge, that Ninkovich, that Kyle Van Noy role, um, you know, you need somebody like that. That's actually going to be out there and play on the line. Um, so there's a, a few pieces here that I want to go with. I like Cameron Thomas a lot, but I really think Kingsley Enigbar from, um, South Carolina is, can do it both. I, I think he's just, he's got the size, he's got the skill set um, to be ordered to do it. You know, he's, when I say the size, I meant to say, you know, more of like the athleticism, right? He is on the smaller side at six one, but I mean more of the, he plays bigger, you know, he's six one two sixty, um, you know, and now that, you know, I'm thinking it's between both. I really like him here. And I really like Cameron Thomas too, as another fit. Cause he's a little bigger. He's at six, four, two sixty seven. You know, I'm going back. I think there's, there's more speed with Kingsley. I think he kind of falls into that Ninkovich role, which is like, if he falls, maybe we trade up for him. Cause I really like both of them. Troy Anderson again, is, you know, a 6'4", 243 uh, outside linebacker, not an inside linebacker. Like, that sounds crazy, but he ran a 4-4. I believe it was a 4-4 at the 40, at the 40, at the combine. I have to double-check on that. Um, let me let me just – let's double-check on that. 
let's look at the uh, 40 time for Troy Anderson because I'm pretty sure it was like around the four. Yeah, it was a four four two. So this is the thing is Troy Anderson could play that role. We could trade back and Troy Anderson could still, I think I'm going to look at a trade back here in the second round. A lot of people are talking about trading back in the first and everything like that. The only team really interested right now in this pick is the Cowboys at 56. Um, I don't want to go back too further, right? So the Eagles, Steelers, Raiders, and Titans all in the eighties are interested in pick 54. Um, we're going to make a trade here at the Cowboys. Let's get 56. Let's grab 127 for 54, uh, 129 for 54. So we're basically adding an additional pick moving back too. So I like this. We're moving back a couple of spots. We will, uh, we'll see who ends up going in our next pick. So they actually went up and took Nick Benito and Tyler Smith went 55. Um, so we added an additional pick and I think right here, I know it's not too far back, but I really like Troy Anderson here. I don't care that it might be too early for him. Uh, Kingsley actually went 63rd. So there was an opportunity there for him to keep falling. Um, but yeah, I really like this move, um, you know, bringing in Troy Anderson. I think he's that athletic outside linebacker. He can he can play that high tower role, but not the high tower we've been used to, right? Like the, the prime high tower where he's, you know, an athletic specimen. He can cover, um, you know, I think Troy Anderson has a little bit more sideline to sideline ability and less run stopping ability, but you get the picture. He's a hybrid role. Somebody that could be on the inside and just play every single down for your defense and maybe even help out on special teams. So I really like that move. Uh, here we are at pick 85. I just want to see. So John Mechie was somebody I was looking here at 72. He actually ended up going to the Seahawks. Uh, Josh Pascal was another guy I liked here. Uh, Dylan Parham, you know, there's uh, Channing Tittle would have been a nice pick. Um, Darian Beavers, I like the linebacker. So there's a couple of ways that we can go here. Um, we still haven't gotten that outside corner, uh, cornerback, but my eyes really are just locking on Khalil Shakir in this draft as a fit for the new England Patriots. I really, really like this player. And I think that he is somebody that he has that ability. He's shown some flashes that he could be a pretty good slot receiver, that reliable, let me, you know, get off the line. Let me shake the, you know, the press. Let me shake the linebacker and let me get open on third and five, third and three. Uh, something to help Mac Jones out there, right? Because I think you're going to have bigger bodies like Myers and Aguilar that will play some of the slot um, this year, I think, with, you know, Parker and Bourne more on the outside. You kind of need that, like, really short, you know, almost like that check down receiver, right? Everybody makes fun of Mac for being, you know, check down king, but... You know, they realize that he actually didn't throw that many checkdowns. He had pretty much the same average distance as guys like Mahomes and Herbert and stuff last year. So we got to give this kid some uh, some security blankets, some binkies. So I, I know it might not be the smartest pick. I mean, we can look back at a trade back. I just want to see who is like the next pick interested. I don't think he makes it to 95, which is like where we would get some more mid-round value. So I think we're just going to have to take this draft pick here. Um, cause I think Khalil Shakir is going to be one of the better receivers in this draft. And I do want to pick him up here at 85. So we added a receiver, we added a tackle and we added, um, an, uh, you know, inside outside linebacker, you know, that, that three down potential linebacker. So we got a lot of addition, you know, good fits on this team to fix some of the holes that we had. Um, we're going to look right here immediately. And I think we're going to have to take a cornerback. Um, that outside corner, somebody that can kind of help out there and, and, and do, you know, what we need them to do. Um, not a lot on the board though, that I'm interested in. I know Jack Jones is here. Um, 
you know, Cordell Flott could potentially be there. I kind of honestly see him becoming a safety in the future. Um, you know, we can also look at that. That's another thing, too. We can look for like a true center field safety, um, you know, for McCordy's replacement. And not a lot on the board here that I like either. I mean, there's Smoke Monday, but I think that's like way too early for him. And he's more of a stronger side safety, too. Brad Hawkins is here. You got Bubba Bolden. So there's some like later round guys here. I think as much as I think just let's face it, I think we just kind of missed out on some of the corners and players here. Um, I'm going to go Cordell Flott because I think he has that potential to be an outside corner. You know, he's listed at 6'1", 175, um, you know, with LSU. He's still sitting here on the board. He comes from a big program, so he's clearly played some good receivers and quarterbacks. Um, that defense, you know, definitely has played some zone, some man, so – I think we're going to go him here, and we do have another pick and two picks after that Dallas trade, so we're just going to go Cordell Flott here. We need an outside corner. We need a developmental piece, and worst comes worst comes to worst, he can actually be a pretty good uh, safety option for us in the future. We are here at 129. I think there is an interesting group of players here. Uh, there's Chris Paul, uh, 6'4", 323, the tackle he's listed as, but he's really a guard. Um, and then there's another guy from Wake Forest. You know, they drafted Justin Huron last year. Um, you know, Zach Tom's one of the most athletic offensive line prospects in this class. Um, you know, he had a 92.1 pass blocking grade this past season per PFF. Um, so that's, you know, that's your day one starting left guard. So if you think about it, you know, you come away with Isaiah Wynn, you can develop Trevor Penning. Um, you know, you go there and for those wondering, like, there's not a lot on the board here, um, that we would need, you know, right now there's a lot of like, uh, strong safeties, um, you know, wide receivers, which we're not going to take another one just yet. Cause we just took one. Um, and then everything else in here is like running back tight end. That's kind of what we're looking at right here. And I don't feel like a trade back is kind of anything that we're looking at. So we're going to go Zach Tom here. They like the Wake Forest program. He can fill in at guard and worse comes to worse. Like if Penning's just that good and he's not going to sit behind win, you start Penning, you kick win to left guard. And you know, when he's gone, you have Zach Tom ready to take over the next year. So I'm not too worried about anything there. And I think right there, that alone is going to fix the offensive line. Um, coming up with the next pick. Now this is where it's a little bit interesting here. Um, Yomo Wazurike is a really good edge rusher that I have started to like here as, you know, a mid-round kind of pick. He plays for Iowa State, 6'4", 316. He's a redshirt senior. He's going to be 24, um, you know, by the time the season starts. So a little bit older. He's got, you know, he's a little bit raw for someone so old, and it means that it's going to be a little bit of a project, but I think he could be a fit here. Um, but then there's somebody who I really like, and I know it's going to be a a reach. So I'm going to see if we can possibly trade back here um, and grab this guy I want. Let's just see. So I think he'll make it to 163. is like five picks back. Um, you know, so 163 from the Jets. We'll pick up like a fourth next year, and we'll give them like 158. Sorry, not a fourth next year. A... Wow, I guess it's all right. I'm not going to trade because the Jets don't have any more picks. So that would kind of defeat the purpose of what we're trying to do here. I think we're just going to reach for the player that I want. It's a true nose tackle, Marquand McCall from Kentucky. 
Um, I really like what he can do. You know, he's 6'3", 342. I believe he actually played at like 380 last year. So he's already lost some weight. And I think they want to get him down to like the 330s. Um, I think that could be a really good fit for New England um, as him being that true nose tackle on the team. All right, let's see what we got next on the board. I mean, Owasurike actually almost landed to us too. We were looking at him. We wanted to wait. Um, we ended up taking the D tackle. So a lot of our needs are really handled here. So this is kind of where we can have some fun here in the middle of the draft, get some players that we're you know really feeling for. Um, now, I'm going to make this selection, and I know a lot of people are going to hate it, but Matt Ariza, the punter out of San Diego State, look, he's a great punter. Everybody knows that. Um, yes, it's the fifth round, but look, the Patriots have always replaced punters early. They're a dime a dozen in new England. You know, we've gone from Mesco to, you know, Ryan Allen to, you know, Jake Bailey to all these kind of guys that kind of just get, they just get traded, you know, they get traded or cut, um, right when they're about to make too much money. I think, you know, people forget that, that, you know, Jake Bailey's going to be making about four or 5 million. Yes. He's young. He's great. Um, he'll be a good fit, but you know, you can replace him with a fifth round punter that could be just as good. Um, you know, I think you can move on from Jake Bailey and get a, you know, a future draft pick from a team that really wants to take a chance on him, um, you know, in a contract here, trying to move him on the roster. So you're going to go Matt Ariza here, but like I said, no other needs. This can really fill, uh, the draft board. And we got two picks here. We got 200 and 210. We only picked one wide receiver. Um, I am going to take a look here just as we round this out at some of the wide receivers that are available, um, I'm not taking Slade Bolden, although he would be a fit with Mac Jones. I feel like that's a player that could possibly go undrafted that we could take a flyer on and get them in the building. So I'm not going to be looking at that. There is a little bit of, there's not really any wide receivers here that I like. I am going to look at some tackles. I am going to look at some running backs, uh, sorry, tight ends and running backs. Um, and one of the guys that I'm really interested here at this spot is uh, Chigozayam Ikwangu. Um, he is a Maryland tight end, super athletic, um, you know, off the charts, more of a project player, right? He honestly is more of that like Jonu Smith mold of a tight end, you know, 6'3", 238, um, you know, ran pretty well at the combine and the cone drill, like just looks like an athletic freak. I think right there, that is your competition with Devin Asiasi and Dalton Keene. Um, because look at the end of the day, like we don't need a fullback, but we do need some developmental guys because look, Hunter Henry has had injury issues in the past. John of Smith hasn't been proven to, you know, really be anything what we paid him yet. And look, I'm ready to give him another chance, but, and then Asiasi and Keen, they haven't developed into anything. So you kind of need that young tight end. That's going to come up through your system. It doesn't hurt to take it here. It's a sixth round pick. They've drafted him. They've scouted him. They've, I'm sorry. They scouted him heavily. They visited with him, you know, interviewed him. All kinds of things like that. So I really think this is a player that they like here, especially in round six where they don't have to reach. And he's a project player that they can try to get some out of and use him as like a gadget player. And who knows? He might be something good or he might not. But again, it's the sixth round here. We've hit most of our needs. We're going to take some interesting players that can, you know, maybe make an impact on special teams or be developmental pieces or projects here. Now we're in pick 210. This is the last pick that we have, and there's a couple of players that here that I really, really like for this team. Um, Jack Jones, who's somebody that the New England Patriots have actually met with a couple of times, um, you know, is that corner that I think, you know, he's a little smaller, he's 5'11", but 
older corner, you know, he's, he's had some history playing for some big programs. The Patriots have actually brought him in for an official top 30 visit. So I think if he's sitting here on the board in, in the sixth round, I think this is somebody they're going to end up taking, right? Just add those developmental pieces in your secondary. He's going to be a good slot corner. Like you got to remember Jonathan Jones doesn't have much time left on his contract and he's getting up there in age. So as much as he's a great, you know, slot corner, we're going to need that next guy. Like whether that's Sean Wade or whoever, Jack Jones is going to be the pick here. Uh, he's sitting at 24 years old. You know, he's, he's a little bit older. He's a great, you know, he's, he's going to be getting ready to get into the league right away. So I really like this pick personally. I think this is something that the Patriots are going to do and we'll just let the rest of this draft go through. Um, curious to see who goes Mr. Irrelevant here. Um, and I didn't get to see that cause it went by way too quick. So let me just see full results and let's go down to round seven if it will actually refresh i don't really care at this point that took way too long all right it's not refreshing but we're gonna go through really quick um our results and just kind of get back let me go back to the results i think i just i think i just lost all my results all right I know I said it was a waste, but I somehow was able to do a redraft and get every single player that I wanted to. I did have to give up a 20-24 first-round pick with, uh, just to make sure. I didn't want to force trade. I was just trying to hurry up here and, and get that um, get that pick in there. But uh, yeah, I traded a first-round pick to uh, go after um, Marquand McCall, um, which will not happen. Um as much as I love the player, I don't think the Patriots are going to do that. So we're going to go in here and go in the draft. Keep in mind, this might be a little bit out of order. I tried to remember exactly when I took everybody um, and who they did. But we are going after uh, Trevor Penning. Uh, we went with him at 21. The tackle, that's going to be, you know, day one starting left tackle, or he's going to be that third tackle until win's gone. Um, you know, you're going to have the fifth year option on him. I think Trevor Penning is a true left tackle where Wynn is more of a guard. Um, so, you know, the Patriots have some options there. They can put Penning at left tackle and just immediately put Wynn to left guard. And there's your answer right there. You know, he, we've been talking about how much Isaiah Wynn is a left guard. Maybe they go with Penning and Brown on the outside and they go, um, you know, Wynn Andrews on when you in the middle. Um, so that's an option there that kind of shores that up as the, as though, you know, we, we need a corner. I get that. But at the end of the day, you can find these guys later in the draft, you know, not saying you can find the elite guys later in the draft, but I think we have enough capable starters on this team that would actually, um, would be a good fit. And then in round two at pick 54, we actually, this is where we did the original trade back. I think, which I again had to do future, um, where we traded 85 to, I believe, or sorry, 54 to 56 and picked up, I want to, yeah, 129. Um, so we moved two backs, two spots back and actually picked up a fourth, which is, which is pretty good. Uh, pretty good value. I think for that trade originally. Um, and we took Troy Anderson here. Nobody was looking at him at 56 or at 54, 55. Um, we wanted the player at 54 anyway. So we got Troy Anderson, who is that athletic, um, you know, he played quarterback, he punted and kicked a little bit. He returned punts. He was a running back. He was everything for that Montana state team, but he's listed as a linebacker. That's what he wants to go into the league as tremendous athlete. If you guys have not seen it, 
please go look at his highlights on YouTube. It's like one of the best highlights that I've ever seen from a player coming out of college. Um, now that's not to say he's going to be an amazing player because the knock on him that I have personally is like, where is he going to play? Right. He is a Jack of all trades, but he's kind of like a, you know, master of none. Um, you know, he's really athletic and good at everything, you know, pretty decent at everything, but he's not, you know, elite at one thing. Um, he's a better linebacker, I think, than everything else. So I think that's kind of why he's gone there. And, you know, he is a developmental piece. He doesn't have to play right away. You know, we have linebackers, I think, that are NFL ready. Same thing with cornerbacks. I think Bill wants to develop those positions a little bit more rather than getting an impact guy. I don't think there was any impact guys right away that we wanted to take. So we went with Troy Anderson. And then at round three, which a lot of people find to reach, I really like this player is Khalil Shakir, the wide receiver out of Boise State. Um, he's got that, you know, slot receiver mentality, you know, quick off the line. He's got great hands, good at separating. And he can also take the, the ball down the field a little bit too, if need be. Um, you know, he's going to be that security blanket, I think, for uh, Mac Jones that we desperately need. Um, you know, I love the receivers we have, but we still don't, you know, have that dump off, you know, luxury item like an Edelman or an Amendola or any guys like that. Round four at, uh, this was at pick 127, but technically it was 129. This is because I messed everything up. So at 127, we took, uh, our Cordell Flott, the cornerback slash, I guess, potential future free safety, um, out of LSU, you know, he's got six, one, he's pretty small, but you know, he's lengthy, um, you know, good reads on the ball. I think he projects more as a good over the top, you know, free safety center fielder, um, you know, as McCourty's replacement. And I think we have enough depth at cornerback and safety to where he doesn't have to come in as a, as a fourth round pick immediately and start. But I think it's always a nice luxury. If you can find, you know, a pretty good starter in the fourth round or a pretty good player that you think is going to be a good fit in your team, that's always a plus. Uh, and then two picks later, this is from the Dallas Cowboys trade in the second round. We went with Zach Tom, the tackle out of Wake Forest. He's actually going to be probably a guard in the NFL. And he is that starting left guard that people can talk about. So this gives some flexibility to the Patriots where if they want to keep win, um, you know, and just kind of have him as a guard and have Penning at left tackle and have Zach Tom be like that developmental piece, they can do that. Um, or if they really want to, if they can try to flip win and just take their chances with Justin Haran as a backup tackle. Um, and also Zach Tom who can play that swing tackle role too. If they want to get younger and cheaper on the offensive line and they think Zach Tom's going to be just as good as a Isaiah win on the inside, um, that could be something too. And I think this move is it's a luxury. We double dip, but I think it's something that would allow the Patriots to really take a stab at like fixing up their roster the right way, right? Getting young pieces that you can control, um, that you can develop because we need some of those, right? We don't have a lot of young talent that are, you know, cheaper that we can control. A lot of the drafts of the past haven't panned out besides the last couple of years. So I think you go after a guy like Zach Tom here to really add that. Then in the fifth round, we actually went at pick 158 with a defensive tackle, nose tackle, Marquan McCall from Kentucky. Um, you know, he is one of the most athletic guys at how big he is. You know, I think he played once like last year at like 360, 370. He's down to 340. I think there's talks of his goals are at 330, um, you know, keeping his weight, you know, down so he can be a little bit more, you know, athletic in the pass rush. He's not going to be that, but you know, having him next to Christian Barmore for the next, you know, four or five years of being, you know, that duo, you know, one can stop the run, one can get to the passer, um, and they can both help each other out in, you know, both instances. I think that's a great little developmental piece that can 
you know, split the workload with Devon Godcha and and really just add to that run-stopping defense. The next pick, if you were interested of why I went with Matt Ariza, the punter out of San Diego State, and that is because Jake Bailey, um, too expensive and not under team control, and Bill Belichick typically takes punters, and this is the best punter in the draft, and I think he's he's like honestly a can't-miss punter. I'm, I'm excited. He can kick a little bit too. Um, so, you know, with Nick Folk and uh, his issue, and if they don't think Quinn Norden, uh, Nordine is actually ready um, to kind of take over, you, you have Matt Ariza there too that can, you know, possibly kick some field goals if needed. Um, and then we went in the sixth round with a project that I really like at this part is Chigozai Mokwangu out of Maryland. I'm, I'm sorry if I butchered that name. I really tried. Um, tight end at pick 200. Um he, he's like a Jonu Smith type, you know, 6'3", can run really fast. You know, he's like 230. He's not, you know, typical 6'5", 6'6", 6'7", tight end. He's not your blocking tight end. But the way I look at it is, look, as although you paid that money to tight ends, we don't really have a developmental piece that I think the Patriots are, are comfortable with. Because eventually, look, guys like Hunter Henry, I mean, he could play for longer. But especially with somebody like him who's had some injury history so far in the league, um, last year was like, you know, a, a good full season, but if he, you know, you need that insurance worst comes to worst. And the same thing with John o. Smith, if he never pans out and you know, he doesn't end up working here, you have that kind of that style of player that you can develop to eventually go with a Hunter Henry. And look, I don't think Dalton Keene or Asiasi are that good. Um, so it doesn't hurt, you know, you, you, we handled a lot of our, our needs in the draft. So go and take this, um, you know, this tight end, this athletic tight end project. You know, it doesn't hurt if you have three really good tight ends. You don't have to not take a tight end, especially when you've handled all of your other needs in the draft. So I really like this move here. And then last but not least, we have Jack Jones, who the Patriots have actually brought uh, in for a top 30 visit. Um, we have him at falling to us round six, 210. I don't know how much that's actually going to happen. Um I know PFF likes him as like in the two thirties. I don't know. I think he could go earlier. I think this is a good spot for him. I think he could go like mid to late fifth round, early sixth, which is kind of where, you know, we picked him here in the middle of the sixth right now. So I don't know. I really think someone like Jack Jones is a good fit. He's going to be that slot corner kind of role that I think the Patriots really, really need. So um, I know we have, you know, Jonathan Jones, but adding Jack Jones, you know, that adds some depth to your, your secondary. Um, it adds some depth to your special teams. And look, he's a sixth round pick. You're not picking this guy in the first round to be a slot corner. You know, once we, we got through our first one, two, three, four, five, even six picks, once we got past, like everything else was luxury, like a Riza, um, a Kwangu and Jack Jones, we're all luxury picks, right? Those are developmental pieces to kind of help us out. Nothing else really fell that I liked all the guys that were on the board with Jack Jones. I'm confident that would be there as UDFAs, um, like some running backs, like some pass catching running backs and everything like that. Those guys could be some, um, UDFAs, uh, Slade Bolden. Another one I talked about, he could be a UDFA, um, there's a couple of other pieces out there that I think the Patriots are interested, especially like a Jeremiah moon. I'm not sure exactly where he went, but he has a potential to go undrafted. So there's some talent I think out there that we can get undrafted to if we want to go there, but I have it in this mock draft, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine draft picks. Um, we were able to take, so made that one trade back. We still got Troy Anderson and really what this drafts about is protecting Mac Jones. 
Um, you know, you get Trevor Penning, you get Zach Tom, like you have flexibility now on your offensive line. You have on when you, you have even Isaiah Wynn, who, if you want to re-sign him for a right price, like you have some young guards that you can keep under control. Um, some young players, I should say. Then you add Trevor Penning, who's a beast left tackle and you have Trent Brown and you have Zach Tom. Like there's a lot of ways that the Patriots can actually go with this. And then you get Khalil Shakir, right? So you don't have to reach for a wide receiver because of Devonte Parker, which is totally fine. So you pick one up in the third round. You pick up a third round wide receiver, somebody who's you know going to take a little bit more time to come around. Unfortunately, Mechie wasn't there. Um, I think honestly, Mechie is a guy that could fall to 85. PFF really likes him, but I think he could fall to 85, and the Patriots take him there. I just really like Khalil Shakir. I think he could be you know a slot. Like honestly, in my opinion, if I'm the Patriots, I'm interest. I would be interested in. I, I, I would be interested. Like I was trying to think of how to phrase this. I would be interested in moving back at 54, picking up another pick near 85 and just going bang, bang wide receiver, right? Khalil Shakir, John Mechie, because think about it this way past this year, right? Aguilar's off the books. Devonte Parker's got a year left. Kendrick Bourne has a year left. Jacoby Myers is unrestricted free agent. Nikhil Harry is going to be gone before this season even gets there. So there are a lot of options that I think the Patriots need to consider. And I think they're going to go wide receiver. I think they're going to grab at least one or two guys here. I mean, I know they like Christian Wilkerson, which is perfect. Um, Trey Nixon was a guy they drafted last year, but I, I really think, you know, with Gunnar Olszewski gone and Nikhil Harry going to be gone. And I think, you know, Nelson's gone after this year, unless he has, you know, a 900, you know, if he has a contract year again, I think he's back. Um, Cause I think they like the player. They like the fit, but you know, you got Devontae Parker, you got Kendrick Bourne. Like, Mac needs some young guys that he can grow with. And when I mean young guys, like somebody his age, right? So someone like a Khalil Shakir who's going to be under contract for at least the next four years, right? Someone like that. And he still needs that slot guy, so I really like that. And then Cordell Flott, who I really like too, is like a sneaky fourth-round pick there. He actually fell to us at 129. Um, you know, he could be one of those McCordy situations where he starts off as like an outside corner kind of gives you, you know, that kind of band aid until you find, you know, somebody a little bit better. And then he moves over to free safety. Whereas in this case, he's kind of that band aid outside corner kind of learning, learning behind, you know, Malcolm, um, Malcolm Mitchell, learning behind Terrence Mitchell and Malcolm Butler, um, you know, at cornerback and just learning, um, learning the defense and, and, and not being pressured to be the number one corner. I think it's as good as a UDFA or guys like that that we can bring along. And I think Cordell Floyd, he comes from a good program. He's got that safety mold. He's, he can see the field perfectly. Um, I think he's a really good fit. And then I really like Marquand McCall too. I mean, PFF's not a fan of where he is, where it took him to give me a D um, for the grade. But I, honestly, I really like where he is there. Um, you know, that run stuffing nose tackle. Like the, We answered all of the things that we needed to answer. We got a true run-stopping defensive lineman. We weren't able to get an edge rusher um, or like an edge player, I should say, that's going to fill that Kyle Van Oyro. But I also think Troy Anderson can play that role. And I also think there's some UDFAs that could play that role too. But I, I mean, Troy Anderson's that potential four down outside linebacker, right? If, you, if you've got Bentley and let's say a McGrone or a Mac Wilson in the middle, um, you know, you could stick a, a Troy Anderson on the outside and then you got like Jabril Peppers and Adrian Phillips and Kyle Duggar to kind of play the other outside. I think you could really go, go forward with that. I think maybe Troy Anderson could play that like Kyle Van Noy strong side, um, cause he's got the size too. So 
Yeah, I mean, we didn't grab like a prototype guy like that, but we did get a, a linebacker in the second round who there's potential that he could be, you know, a three, four down player, probably three downs because you don't want him on special teams to be that good. But yeah, he could probably definitely be a three down player. You know, he's done it all for my, he's a gadget player. There's all kinds of guys like that. Before I go, a couple of UDFAs, uh, UDFAs that I want to give a little bit of, of uh, note to. Um, Derek King or Derek King as... He spelt Derek. I say Derek as that, but it's it's Derek King, I I believe. Um, sorry if I butchered that name. I'm I'm terrible with like just reading anything. Um, but I like King a lot. You know, he's a, he's a wide receiver. He's going to be coming in the league as a wide receiver. So you're going to hear the comparisons to Edelman. But I think that's an interesting project player right there for the Patriots. Is a is a Derek King, and then a Slade Bolden, right? Because I think the Patriots really need that that shifty. Um, you know, slot guy. I don't think Slade Bolden's that good, but I think it's more of like a favor to Mac Jones to get like one of his boys in the building um, and see if there's something there, you know, give him a chance, give him a, you know, put him on the practice squad if not. But um, I think those are a couple of UDFAs. I think EJ Perry is an EDF uh, UDFA that I think could be a good backup. I think they let Stidham walk as well. Um, so yeah, I, I think there's some options there in the UDFA. I don't want to take up too much more time because I, I realized how long I've actually been talking, even though I said I wasn't going to talk this long, but that's been it for this special episode of the mock draft episode. Number one, um, there'll be more. Let me know what you think of these draft picks. What do you give me a grade for? Um, I'm going to download this image. So when I do post this and if, if you are seeing it, um, you know, we're going to see kind of the draft. So we're, we're, we'll see it. So don't you worry. We'll be there. All right, everybody, and that is it for today's episode. My name is Cam Garrity from Pat's Digest, at Pat's Digest on Instagram and Twitter, from the Toe Drag Podcast. Thank you guys so much for taking a listen, and I will see you guys on next Thursday's episode or next Saturday. I don't know when we're going to do this. Honestly, I'll see you on the next actual episode. Peace out.